Welcome to Apostolic Life in the 21st Century, a podcast dedicated to helping modern-day believers live out the teachings of the first century church. This podcast is part of the teaching ministry of Dr. David K. Bernard. Dr. Bernard has dedicated his life to studying the Bible and helping believers apply its message to their daily lives. In Apostolic Life in the 21st Century, Dr. Bernard answers your questions about what the Bible teaches and how those teachings apply to everyday life. Thank you for joining us for this broadcast. Anybody who's ever picked up a copy of one of your books and read the author's bio knows that you've got a pretty extensive resume. You're currently the general superintendent of the United Pentecostal Church. But prior to to this position, you were the founding pastor of New Life Church in Austin, Texas. And then not only did you help establish that church, but that church then planted 16 other churches, if I have my numbers correct. In the midst of all that, you've also been the founding president of both Urshan College, Urshan Graduate School of Theology, and along the way, you managed to pick up your master's degree and your doctorate degree in theology. So I think that the question maybe on everybody's mind is, how did you accomplish all of that? I think it's maybe a fair observation to say that somewhere along the line, you've picked up some time management and task management skills that have helped make you so uh, you know effective for the kingdom. What advice would you give to somebody who's maybe maybe they're looking towards 2022 and they want to know, how can I be more effective for the kingdom? I can give you a brief answer, but if you want a little bit more, my book, Spiritual Leadership in the 21st Century, has a chapter on time management. So let's talk about several important principles. The first thing is having a daily and weekly schedule. Everybody has the same amount of time. It's how you use that time. And I, I mentioned when we were talking about reading that many people spend two, four, six, eight hours a day on uh, screen time. So whether it's TV, movies, uh, social media, um, you know, and so forth. Uh, Now, I do use the computer for work and I use it for on uh, checking news and so forth. But I, I don't spend a lot of entertainment time on those passive activities. I like to do things that will benefit me, such as reading, studying. So I think it's important to have a daily schedule and block out time for the things that are most important. And and uh, I, I look at planning is very important. So I have long-term planning and short-term planning. <clears throat> so I'll sit down and think about what do I need to accomplish. And, and this towards the end of the year is a good time. What do I need to accomplish in the next year? So I may list the various things. And when I have different roles, which I usually have, I'll have a separate list. So there was a time when I was a pastor, I had four main lists. My personal list, that is my personal life, the things I need to do around the home, my family, marriage, personal accomplishments, studies, school. But then I had a list for all the tasks I need to accomplish as pastor, all the tasks, another list for those that I need to accomplish as president of Urshan Graduate School of Theology, and then a fourth list for those things I needed to accomplish as the district superintendent of the South Texas District. So I made those long-term lists. This is what I need to get done in the next year. And then usually I'd prioritize, maybe just put an asterisk by this is what I need to get done, say, in the next month. So actually, I would say maybe I have long-term planning, intermediate planning. And then every day, usually 
uh, at the beginning of the day or maybe in the evening uh, preparing for the next day, I would do a daily list. So reviewing all those things, what do I need to do today? And so maybe I would pick a few of those, or if they're long-term goals that had many components, well, I've got on this list that within a year I need to do such and such. What should I do this week to make meaningful progress? So I'd look at each list that related to my different areas of responsibility so that I wouldn't just be focused on one and neglect the other. So that's a system. You can do it all kinds of ways, but essentially... Long-term planning, the goals for a year or more, intermediate goals, the goals for this month, and then the daily goals, what I need to accomplish each day. So you know where you are. A little time spent in planning, I think, goes a long way in helping you accomplish. uh, So you, you know what you're focused on. That's one thing. Another thing is I use my calendar. So based on the goals, I make appointments. And, of course, other people want appointments with me. But in the midst of that, I don't, I'm not saying we work seven days a week, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. No, I think we need to take one day off every week. I think we need to have family time. We need personal time. Uh, If you're married, you need to take dates with your spouse regularly. I believe strongly in an annual family vacation or over at least a weekend in the case of preachers. Um, I, I believe strongly in holiday times and family times, like a, a day at a time or several days at a time. And so, let me let me interject yes. because I think it's important you mentioned the family vacation because I've heard you say this before. That doesn't necessarily mean that you have to spend thousands of dollars going somewhere. I know you've talked about just even doing a vacation locally if necessary. Right. If that's sometimes the- if you can get away. Yeah. Sometimes we've done locally or even a short distance away where we get away from where people know where we are. And we're not having to uh, do the daily chores of the house, but we're not not very far away, actually. Um, so we ex- would explore interesting areas nearby. And what's interesting, a lot of times people will go across the world or across the country at some vacation spot. And within an hour of them is people are coming from all over the world to that vacation spot. We often That's neglect true. our own backyard or own city or state because uh, – we think we know it, and we really haven't experienced it. But anyway, so the point here is use your calendar. So what I would do is sit down with my wife, and we would plan the major events for the year personally, family vacation, holidays, um, short, shorter getaways. If I'm going on a missions trip, I might add a day or two just to do some sightseeing or recreation there locally. And then uh, on a monthly or weekly basis, it's a date night. And generally, we, unless I was out of town, uh, it was understood we would have dinner together. That was our family night every night. And then Monday was my day off as a pastor, and Monday night was family night. We would do some kind of recreation. We would do family devotions. But I w- the key point here is I would put all those in the calendar. So if I'm taking my boys or my kids to play racquetball on Saturday, that's in the calendar. Uh, if we're going on a day trip to a park, that's in the calendar. So that way, when people ask for your time, you say, well, let me check my calendar. And you say, well, I'm, I'm sorry, I already have an appointment. You don't have to say it's with your wife or your kid because those are priorities. And if you don't put them in the calendar, they will get overridden by things that are urgent to other people, but not necessarily your top priorities. 
If you're not careful, you'll find out what's urgent will crowd out what's supposed to be important to you. So you have to have tools where you guard what's most important. Now, there are a lot of other points of time management, but if you have a major project, you try to make progress a little bit at a time. So block off two or three hours a day or a week or whatever you can. Find out what's your best time to work. For me, it's late at night. Uh, as a pastor, you know, after a certain time, it's too late to make calls to everybody. My kids are all going to bed. So I've got uninterrupted time and I could stay up late. For other people, it's early in the morning. But you have to find what works for you. Also, find out when you're most creative and most productive. So for me, I would like I like to go in the office and especially, of course, as general superintendent, I still do this some, but my schedule is so different every week and even every day. But let's just say, as a pastor, I took Monday off, Tuesday through Friday, I went in the office at 8 a.m. But from 8 to 9, the door was closed. It's my time to pray, study, read the Bible, plan for the day, or take care of anything that I felt was priority that I needed uninterrupted time. Then starting at 9, I would take calls, I would have appointments, I would do the various things of the day. Now, I found out and I usually like to work through lunch or if I went out to lunch, it was because I was going with somebody. It was intentional. It was it was counseling or encouragement. Otherwise, I didn't want to waste a lot of time, eat a lot of food. And so I would just work. But what I found is after lunch was my least productive time, least creative. So I would schedule appointments with people that would keep me alert, but I wouldn't have to study and focus on some difficult subjects. So that I learned. So you learn. So early in the morning is my most productive. And then for me, late at night is most productive. But you fill your day. And then if you have, depending on your job or career or ministry, so in my case, got to do hospital visits, various other things, I would try to bunch them all together. So I'd take the afternoon and hit five places at once. So I'm being more efficient with, with my use of time. Likewise, with emails, letters, things like that, bunch them together, do them all at once uh, and try to handle everything one time. So if you look at an email or look at a letter, then try to answer it immediately or at least make notes so you don't have to think about it again. But if you if you all day long, you're reading email and then not answering it, then three hours later, you got to read the same email again. Think, well, you're doubling your time. You're wasting your time. And I, I find that cell phones can be a great convenience, but they need to be for your benefit. So if you're constantly getting notifications all day long, every five minutes you're checking your email, well, it's a very inefficient use of your time. So block your time. And in my case, I, I usually don't get notifications. And if I do, I ignore them until I'm ready <laughs> to deal with them. Uh, so you have to, uh, and people, of course, today love to text, but because that's most convenient for them, but it might be very inconvenient for me. So I have to learn to discipline myself. If it's a simple thing of yes, no, or tomorrow, fine. But if it's going to require a convoluted answer, I don't feel compelled to follow that person's time schedule or that person's method. So I'm probably notorious even for emails and texts to say yes, good, thanks, fine, because I don't have time for uh, extended chat. You know, uh, if I'm going to do everything else I need to do, then I'm going to be I'm going to use it from what 
I want to use it for, not what everybody else wants. Okay, so that gives you a, a few insights as to time management. You're really setting some boundaries on your time, making sure that, like you said, it's used for your your benefit, right. what you have in mind. Um, was there anything else you wanted to add to that? I, I think that covers it. I would summarize by saying you have to set boundaries, uh, and that means learning to say no. You can't say yes to everything. You have to decide what fits your priorities. Now, you know, if you're in ministry, you're a servant, but still, you have to be effective. Right. Um, and, and I would say this. Um, when it comes to people, sometimes you have to let them blow up your schedule. I mean, if there's a real need or crisis or an opportunity. So I'm very, as you can tell, probably I'm structured, organized. So I have my day planned out and I have more things on the list than I can really accomplish because I have my mind just in case, you know, I'm going to have two or three things. But I realize some of them are probably get rolled over to the next day. That's okay. But there may be an emergency, a true emergency, a crisis, or an opportunity where somebody's seeking my help. And I realize this could be a life-changing event for that person. So I've got to, I've got to trash my schedule because that person is more important. So while you have to set boundaries, let me say this. With your work, you try to be efficient. But with people, you try to be effective. And so if that 30-minute conversation with that person can save hours of heartache or decision-making. Well, that's, even though it messes up my schedule for that day, it's an effective way to minister to the human need. So I have to balance that desire for efficiency with ministry, with service. So, so I, I would say from a time management perspective that you have to set boundaries. You have to learn when to say no. You have to plan. You have to schedule. Use your calendar wisely, have a daily schedule, uh, and, and all these things will help you to get control of your time. But then also have the wisdom to know when God is moving upon you or someone's in need or there's an opportunity for ministry, be willing to throw the whole schedule in the trash and focus on what's really most important at that time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Apostolic Life in the 21st Century. If you enjoy this podcast, please take a moment to give us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. We also appreciate it when you share Apostolic Life in the 21st Century with a friend or family member. Finally, join us again next time as we look at how the Bible applies to everyday life.